Well, guys, I'm just going to be honest with you. Uh, I'm not sure what God's trying to do when it comes to uh, this sermon series, but I have to be 100% real with you. I've come in here on multiple occasions ready to preach one thing, and God has given me something completely different. And I don't know that I want to thank him for that. You know what kind of stress that puts a brother under? So here's a question for you guys. Would you rather have, thank you, friend, appreciate it. Would you rather have polished or would you rather have obedient? Obedient. What about you in the back? You guys obedient for you guys too? All right, well then, uh, hey, Wes, you can, you can get rid of these sermon notes for me, bro. Appreciate it. <sighs> <laughs> all right so this may this may i don't know it's I, at the end of the day i may not leave here having preached a fire message but i will leave here obedient and that's what I'll, i need to do if you could bring these outside lights up a little bit i need to see my friends faces here so we're in a series that apparently i did not hear god correctly when he said when i thought he said hey do christmas movies and preach on those. Well, that didn't really work out. Huh? He said no. Um, week one, we did. And uh, we preached on Elf, and we talked about like, uh, feeling like you don't belong and how that's okay. It's all right. And how God's called us to be different, and that's great. Uh, week two, I didn't even get to preach. Um, the presence of God was strong during worship. And, uh, and, and look, I, you know, I hope that, that you guys understand that, that what we're doing here is, what, what we're trying to do is create an atmosphere where God's able to do what God wants to do. And so, my heart is, I only want to come up and preach when I feel released by the Holy Spirit to do so. And so, um, and so I've, I, you know, there have been times where the Holy Spirit's like, nope, not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. And uh, there have been other times where God's like, okay, go now. And, um, and so, I'm just going to do my best to always be obedient there and uh, to, to try and hear God and do exactly what he wants me to do. And so week two was just that. Week three uh, was going to be a Christmas movie, and instead it just kind of took me to a place where I talked about the Christmas story and how uh, the atmosphere and how God changed the atmosphere with the birth of Jesus. And so it went from tumultuous and, and, and fearful and all these things to... Uh, peace and, and, and good tidings and great joy and on, on earth peace, goodwill towards men and how the birth of Jesus was the only thing that changed that. Amen. Amen. And so today I, uh, I was going to, I was going to preach on, on, um, on a, on a, on a, on a movie called Deck the Halls. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's with, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen it with Danny DeVito. Uh, yeah, about there. And, uh, and it's about a feud that's going on. And, um, and I was going to talk about how, how hard it is, you know, to, to walk in love sometimes when we don't want to do that. And, um, and then the Lord gave me something different. And so I'm going to share this with you. There are two words that are stuck in my head. It's expectation and perfection. And those two words have been stuck in my head. And can we just be real today? I think the hardest part about the holidays is what we expect we expect that it's going to be perfect. Moms expect 
that it's going to be perfect. Dads expect that it's going to be perfect. And it never is. Right? Never is. Never is. There's a temper tantrum. Somebody forgot which present they were supposed to get at what point in time, or maybe dad didn't, maybe dad has no idea what was bought for Christmas. And there's some of that going on. I'll give you a perfect example. So I, I shared on social media yesterday a, a, a picture of my family, and I was kind of wishing everybody a, a Merry Christmas. Let's, let's see that picture, the, the perfect one. Oh, that's my family. I definitely married up. I have a beautiful wife and beautiful daughters. And my son is a very handsome young man and growing into an awesome uh, young man of God. And so is my, my, my young daughters. And this is a representation of what we think the holiday season is going to be like. Perfect. But how many of you know this is on a roll of all kinds of pictures? And so the picture right before it explains more like what our life is like. Go ahead and show the next picture. <laughs> Let me tell you why this is so funny to me. Our biggest struggle as a family during pictures is getting Jillian to look at the camera and smile. Right? I have to bust out uh, Mickey Mouse. Who's my pal? You know, I have to bust that out. Or I have to bust out the, uh, the, El the Elmo uh, number of the day song. Jump up, get down. Yeah, I have to do that one. Yeah. This picture, you got Gavin. I don't know if he's eating something or what he's doing. Grace is staring off. Megan's eyes are closed. And I look like I'm praying over everybody for deliverance. And Jillian is staring at the camera smiling. When nobody else is looking at the camera. This is a perfect representation of what we think life is going to be like. We, we think it's going to be perfect, that, pic, that picture-perfect moment. But what really happens is this. Where nothing seems to go right. And so often, I think where we lose our joy in the holiday season is that we expect perfection and we get imperfection. And there are so many unrealistic expectations. Is this hitting home with anybody? Parents, you're, you're going to take your kids to go see the Christmas lights. And it's going to be an amazing time. I, one of the things that we like to do is, is on Christmas Eve, we like to hop in the car and uh, after we've done everything that we're going to do, we like to get in the pajamas and we like to hop in the van and everybody's got some hot chocolate or some popcorn and, uh, and we're, driving down the, we're driving through Shelby. Believe it or not, people actually have Christmas lights in Shelby. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's not Shiloh. It's just, yeah, okay, so anyway, no, I'm just kidding. I'm playing. So, so no, they, they, you know, in Shelby and, and we're driving around and there's this one house that we always got to hit. It's called the Mushroom House. Anybody in Shelby? Anybody live in Shelby or ever go to Shelby? Right. Okay. I was like, oh, there's hands back there. It's my family. Okay. And, and the catlets. Okay. So there's this one house. We call it the Mushroom Tree House. And it is this perfect tree. And it is a beautiful red, like the, the lights are red and the trunk is green. And it is laid out 
perfectly. Like, you know how, like, when you looked at, like, the, 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 like, the ancient, like, pyramids and stuff, and you're like, how on earth did they pull that off? That's what I think, and come to find out, it was, it's the father of a girl I went to high school with, and it is, like, that is, we have to go see the perfect Christmas mushroom light tree every year, right? And so we drive around, and I narrate, and, and, you, and you expect that everything's going to go perfectly, but, you know, the kids argue, right? Uh, maybe your kids are perfect, right? But, but mine aren't, right? Except for Jilly Bean. Sorry, Gavin. Gavin looks shocked right now. He's like, wait, what? Actually, I think you guys did a pretty good job. You guys didn't argue at all yet this, this time, did you? But the kids argue. Somebody forgot somebody's popcorn. Somebody's upset. They're back and forth. And before you know it, you're screaming at your kids, shut up back there! And you're trying to reach back and... You, you're, and the kids are trying to dodge. They're doing Matrix style, trying to dodge, right? And it just seems like it never, it never hits the expectation of what you were hoping it would hit. Like it happens for Mary too. Mary hears that 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 she's going to become pregnant. That's a shock, considering that she. You, there's kids in the room. If you need a health class, we can teach it later. But it's not happened, right? And here's the promise. It says, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God's, God with us. Doesn't that just sound picture perfect? Right? It just sounds like everything's going to be amazing. That God, God has a perfect plan for the moment. And guess what? Guess what? Mary, you're going to have a baby, and that baby's going to grow up to save the world. And then the very next thing that happens is Joseph, in verse 24 of Matthew chapter 1, then Joseph is aroused from his sleep. And the angel of the Lord commanded him and said, Take Mary now your wife. And, and, and he did not know her. And he said, Take them and get them to Egypt. Get them out of here. And so that actually happens after Jesus is born. So they have, to, they have, they have that moment. They get, they get Jesus. He's born. Now they've got to flee the country because he's a refugee, right? And, and what happens is, is you expect life to be perfect, but really what it is, they're fleeing for their life now. And so often there's these expectations that everything's going to go the way that you think it is, and it doesn't. Moms, can I tell you something today? I absolve you from having to have perfection. Did you hear that? You come into this thinking that everything has to be perfect and I'm expecting amazing things and, and it's not happening the way that you want it to and you think I'm less of a mom or I'm less of a dad because things didn't work out. Things didn't work out the way Mary thought it would either. But out of that moment comes Jesus and he is perfect. So I guess I just want to say two things. First of all, I give you permission, and the Bible gives you permission. In fact, I can't think of any other way for it to work with this understanding. That the only thing in your life that has to be perfect is the Savior that you serve. That's it. Nothing else has to be perfect. Your family doesn't have to be perfect. The way that you look doesn't have to be perfect. The way that you behave doesn't have to be perfect. It would be great if we tried to do our best, right? Just saying. Just saying. 
You know, strive for perfection and thank God for his grace when you really, really need it, right? The Bible says that if we sin, we have an advocate with the Father in Jesus Christ. That word if means we don't have to sin. It doesn't say when you sin. It says if you sin. So we don't have to choose that life. So we can try to inch as close to perfection in the way that we live as, as we can. But understand this. The only thing in your life that has to be perfect is your Savior Jesus. There's going to be chaos there's going to be turmoil. There's going to be struggle because we are all human. And so I just want to say, number one, if you're expecting perfect, you need to expect differently. Don't expect perfection. Expect to be perfected because that's how God works. He works in your life and brings us to a place where he is perfecting us. But that's a constant that's a, that's a constant process. The other thing is, what can we expect? If we can't expect perfection, what can we expect? I want to talk about two things that we can always expect from God. Maybe life isn't perfect, but we can expect two things. Number one, chapter 5 of Matthew, verse 6, it says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. So the first thing that we can expect from God is that if we cry out for more of God, we get more of God. Amen. Isn't that good? That's what we want, right? Now look, I don't know if you guys have ever had something that you really, really, really wanted for Christmas, and, it, and just because you wanted it, you still didn't get it. Have you ever been there? I remember as a kid, I wanted a dirt bike. I lived in like the main strip, the main strip in Shiloh on like, on 61, or uh, was it, was it 61? 603, yes. Yeah, I don't need, yeah, I'm horrible directions. 603. Where was I going to ride a dirt bike? On 603, man. No, no. Too many Amish people to run into. That's unbelievable that you would say that. No, sorry. That was bad. Bad dad joke. So I always wanted a dirt bike. Had no place to ride it, but that was always my, I had this, I had this hope that I would get it. And, and every year I didn't get it and I was, I was disappointed. And I, you know, I, you, you never get anything just because you want it, right? I didn't get a dirt bike just because I wanted a dirt bike. But if I only want the presence of God, just because I want the presence of God, I get more of the presence of God. It is the only thing that you're guaranteed to have. That's it. That's all. That's all. If you, that's the only thing that you're guaranteed to have simply for wanting more of it. Think about it. Where else do you get that promise? Do you get millions of dollars because you want millions of dollars? No. Do you, do you, get, do you get a brand new home because you want a brand new home? No. You get the presence of God because you hunger and thirst for the presence of God. So life isn't always perfect, but one thing we can count on is if we hunger and thirst for more of God, we get more of God. The next one is, is, is the other thing that we are, are guaranteed. Philippians 1.6. Being confident in this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. My friends, that's a promise. It's one of my favorite promises you're going to find here is that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. So here's what he's saying. Here's the other guarantee. Here's the other thing that you can expect. You can't expect perfection. The only thing in your life that's going to be perfect is the Savior that you serve. But 
Here are the things you can expect. Number one, if I seek after more of God and want more of God, I get more of God. Number two is that if he has started a good work in my life, then day by day by day, he is going to be faithful to continue to work in my life until either I pass from this life to the next or the rapture happens. It's a promise that the process doesn't stop. As long as we live, he will continue to mold us and shape us and form us and fashion us to look and sound and live more like him. Amen? Amen. And so often you think to yourself, you're like, man, I've been serving the Lord 20 years now. I should be past this. And God's saying, hey, I'm continually working in your life. Just because you're not past it now doesn't mean that by process, I'm not going to get you there. You hear that? God guarantees that if you allow him to start in your life, he promises to finish the job. If you guys ever had a contractor come to your house and, and work and, and, and like maybe they do everything, but they forget to put the trim down or something like that, and you get stuck without the job being finished, and you, don't you hate when that, something like that happens? Man, somebody's not happy. <laughs> Somebody has been burnt. I don't know where I heard that from, but I, Nora. Who the heck would cheat you, Nora? I want their names. I want their addresses. We're going with pitchforks and torches right after service. It'll be light outside. We won't need the torches for light, but it'll definitely send a message. God doesn't leave you to complete the job on your own. Did you hear that? God doesn't leave you to complete the job on your own. If he has started a work in your life, my friends, day by day, he will perfect you. You will never be perfect, but day by day, through process, he will perfect you. You don't have to be perfect. It's never going to happen. The only part of your life that's ever going to be perfect is the Savior that you serve. But if you hunger and thirst for more of God, you get more of God. And if you let him be good, begin a good work in your life, he will be faithful. What does faithful mean? Over and over and over again. Without fail, he is faithful to continue to work in your life. Until one day, you're standing there and you're staring at yourself in the mirror. And the person that you see looks nothing like the person you used to be in all the right ways. Now, here's the thing I will say as your pastor, as I'm getting to spend time, more and more time with you guys. You don't see what God's doing in your life, but I do. I see the difference when I, when I get to spend some time with you and I see the difference of, of, of who you were and who you are now. And guys, I could go one by one. I, could, I can walk through this room and start pointing out things that I see that's different. God is daily moving in your life. And I'll tell you this, it may feel like you, you, you're never going to figure it out, and it may feel like all you do is get it wrong, but the great news is simply this. And I, I remember there was this book called The Jesus I Never Knew uh, by Philip Yancey. He said, that, he said this, he said, 
The thing about being a follower of Christ is we can never see how close we are to God. We only ever see how far away we are. And when you look at yourself right now, you see far away. But friends, I'm telling you, I look out into this crowd and I see that God is at work. And I see that he has started a work in your life. And I see that he's faithful to continue it. And he's faithful to complete it. Until either you pass from this life to the next, or it all ends and Jesus comes back for all of us at once on that white horse. God is starting a good work, and God will complete his good work. So what do we know? We know that perfection is never going to happen. Amen? Amen. Don't expect perfection in this holiday season. It is not going to happen. And when you do, you have unrealistic expectations. If Mary was expecting life to be perfect after the birth of Jesus, she was sorely mistaken because it wasn't long after that. I mean, it didn't start out the best anyway. She has to, she has to ride a donkey 60 miles, right? That's not a great start. You're getting taxed. You're surrounded by Roman, Roman centurions. Life isn't good to begin with. Not to mention, we talked about this last week, not to mention the personal struggle of, of, the, of the fact that, that she was betrothed to Joseph, but she was pregnant with the Holy Spirit's baby. Try explaining that to the in-laws. So it didn't start out great, but now Jesus is born. And, and, he, and he says he's going to... she's. He's going to be called Emmanuel, which is God with us. And everything's going to be amazing. And then right after that, they're sent on the run to become refugees. Life's not perfect. It wasn't perfect for her, but she had a perfect baby. She had a perfect Savior. Life may not look like how you want it to look right now. And it's okay. Why? Because if you seek after more of God, you get more of God. And He will be faithful to work in your life all the days of your life. The only thing about your life that's perfect is the Savior you, you serve, and that's okay. So what are we going to do? We have the holidays coming up, uh, finishing up. We have New Year's Eve coming. And, 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 and like we always think that like New Year's Eve is going to bring like this magical thing where everything's going to change. <sighs> Life doesn't get better simply because there was a flip of the calendar, right? If you, are, if you are putting your faith in a magical transaction where everything changes because the clock hit midnight, let's put our faith somewhere else. And let's trust in God that though things may not be the way that we want them to be, I still get more of him and he's still going to work in me until this, day, until this life is over. That's where we're moving towards in the new year. Remembering that God is faithful, that he honors my hunger for more of him, and that he will continue to work until there's no more reason to work. Amen? Amen. 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 All right. I'm burning up. Kids are running around. Just stand to your feet. I want the worship team to go ahead and make their way up. So we're going we're gonna to do one more song together and just take a little bit of more time to worship. And we're going to let you guys go. If you're here today and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, and you're feeling completely imperfect, you're in the right place. Amen? You're in the right place. The only thing that has to be perfect about your life is your Savior. So I will be here. 
Our prayer team will be here, and we're ready to pray for you if you need prayer. And uh, if you're here and, and maybe you're struggling physically or with your marriage or with your finances or anything like that, we're up here to pray for you guys. When Jesus came, he changed everything. And now we have the opportunity to hunger for more of him. And as we hunger for more of him, God will honor that desire for more of him with the gift of more of him. And as he works in our life, he will complete it until the day we no longer need perfecting. But until then, we remain here. We remain faithful. And so does he. Amen? Amen. So I'm here. And if you need to talk, we'll talk. If you need prayer, we're here to pray. And we're just going to sing one more song. Go and have an amazing rest of your holidays. We'll be back on January 2nd. And uh, we're going to move forward, forward thinking starting then. Father God, thank you for each and every person in this room. I try to be obedient. Lord, I just pray, Father God, that, that, that we got something out of this and that it was relevant to the lives of each person in this room. And Father, for those who've never known the perfection of Jesus Christ, I pray that they would come running to get to know you and that you would honor them with more of your presence and that you would begin a good work and complete that good work. We love you. I pray a blessing over my friends. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Worship team.